Hey, welcome to Beyond the Bedroom. So, Juicy January, my program for 10 Days of Pleasure, is officially over in terms of I've stopped giving out the episodes. There's 10 of them, but there's always time to do it. It will stay up, it will stay free, and I wanted to take a second just to say thank you to everybody who participated and also everyone who made it so special. I loved getting all of this feedback from you all. I'm just really glad that we could make it happen. So this is something that's been highly requested. I'm going to go over some red flags and if you follow me on TikTok or on Instagram, they're both at B-B-I-R-N-A. I did a video about some red flags and it's something that a lot of people ask me. They're like, how can we look out for things either in ourselves or our partners that are kind of like warning signs? And so I just want to start by saying if you like me, uh, have been in some type of toxic relationship, some type of bad cycle, engaged with people that were not serving you, etc. I just want to start by saying it's okay if you didn't see those signs, if you didn't, you know, always know what you were getting yourself into. And it's also okay in the future if someone does something shitty or shady, it's okay to not have seen everything before. I think we emphasize a lot of these red flags because we kind of blame ourselves, but I get that it's really important to do the work and know what you're putting yourself uh, into and all that, but I also just want to kind of say it's okay if you didn't see it coming um, or if you ignored the warning signs for whatever reason. We're all on our own journeys, right? So uh, just really big shout out to a couple of people on Instagram that were pushing me to make this a whole episode. I love that. So a couple of them will be some repeats from the videos, but I'm going to go way more into depth, obviously. If you want to read more about them too, you can head to my new site, which I'm so happy has been doing so well. Thank you. Another little <laughs> side note, uh, you might be hearing some children yelling in the background. Uh, there's a lot of kids sledding outside. <laughs> I'm actually at my parents' house this time around. I'm not in my bedroom. If you would like to get me in a studio, uh, send some cash my way <laughs> or make a purchase from Mod or something. I would love to get into a studio, but of course I'm juggling a lot of projects right now. So they're all being filmed from like home and recorded from home. And it's kind of tricky right now because Iceland is going into another phase of quarantining and tighter restrictions. So, you know, obviously a lot of my commission and one-on-one -on -one sessions with people are getting cut down. So I just also want to say thank you to everyone who makes a purchase from Mod or any of my affiliates. It really does mean a lot and it is, uh, you know, the basis for keeping this all going. So anyway, shameless plug. Here we go. I think the biggest red flag, obviously, is they make you feel like you owe them sex. I hate this. Obviously, it like can be kind of a sensitive topic for some people. So just skip ahead a little bit. They won't all be this heavy. Um, but, you know, you might not notice this right away because it is so subtle sometimes. And it might not always be like please come on like in the moment it could look like kind of assuming you're gonna have sex because they bought you dinner or gave you a present those excuses like oh I'll get blue balls or uh you know I'm so sexually frustrated and it's your fault like shifting the blame and not taking accountability that's a big one but also you know 
just when people feel like their needs come before your consent, not only is that a red flag in terms of like your sexual relationship, but that could also be a huge red flag in the future, in in your whole relationship with this person. Like maybe they will betray you in some way because what they need in the moment comes before what you want or your consent or whatever. So if people are pressuring you or making you feel bad or guilting you or you know, making assumptions, just know that you do not owe anyone sex and you're always allowed to change your mind. But anyway, on to the next one that's also kind of subtle and tricky. And I don't know how many of you have been in this situation because I definitely have. But when someone isn't honest about their expectations after sex. So let me break this down. I think there's this misconception in society also for some reason especially for women that it's like if you have any type of intimacy or you're hanging out that like oh she must be desperate for a relationship can we drop that already one it's okay to want a relationship that isn't needy or desperate that's just really basic and if you are so emotionally uh, immature that you can't handle the fact that someone wants to date you instead of just hook up and you can't get your your communication skills are so bad that you can't get that need across that you don't want a relationship that's on you like it's not desperate for someone to like want to just make it exclusive you know like you are the one that's kind of being shady if you're putting someone down for being honest about their emotional needs and if someone goes along with that just to have sex that's not normal behavior like I don't know why we've normalized this so much and you know I have friends of mine that they constantly tell me like oh you know I just feel so weird because they really were into hanging out with me and then we had sex and then a lot of things changed and they made me feel like weird that I wanted to hang out again if you are the type of person that's just looking for hookups make that clear there's gonna be other people looking for hookups and you can be on the same page don't play with people's emotions like that and I know some people will listen to this and be like oh she seems hurt yeah I mean I've definitely been in that situation before and so of my so many of my friends are going through that right now and it sucks and it's destructive and I don't want to be the type of person that's like no like be casual you know and then work for it and stuff if someone's only interested in you when you aren't interested in them that's a red flag they aren't honest about their expectations after sex, they're stringing you along, or they're more interested in you when you play, quote, hard to get. Just drop it, look for someone. If you are looking for a relationship, if you're looking for something that isn't, you know, like that, drop that person and seek out other people that are honest about their emotional expectations. If you're the type of person who wants casual hookups, maybe just see where it goes. Look for someone who's also honest about that. So yeah, honesty and communication are definitely green flags, right? On to the next one. Uh, They think that they are above getting an STI or STD. And you know, this one's kind of hard for me because obviously not everyone knows that most STIs have no symptoms. Um, but they are spreadable and, you know, then other people might get them and have bad symptoms, but they might not show outward symptoms right away, but they might be impacting your internal organs kind of heavily. So for example, a lot of people with vulvas might not know immediately when they have chlamydia, right? And then they miss their period and they're like, what? Am I pregnant? What's going on? Then they kind of go through, they're like, oh, I'm not pregnant. Maybe it's just stress. They go a little while and then one day they wake up with a huge fever, pelvic pain, all this stuff. 
they might have had chlamydia for a while. So it's really important to get tested and screened, and that's usually just a urine test or a swab. So you take some antibiotics, and I know that antibiotics are really tough for some people, but you know, it's better to stop it from spreading in your pelvis in the beginning, just get regular screenings uh, because otherwise you're going to need a way bigger dose of antibiotics. So, you know, it's a lot of people don't realize that uh, they might have one and I don't want to shame people for that. But what I'm trying to explain is people that are like, oh, I don't need to use protection or I don't need to do that because I would never get an STI. I'm not dirty. STIs don't discriminate they don't. They affect everybody and they can go on anybody's skin or be passed through fluid. So, you know, regular screenings are important. And if you are in one of those places that offers free or less expensive testing, please take advantage of that. Um, if you're in North America, for example, I know Planned Parenthood and other similar clinics operate and if you are here in Iceland, uh, it's very low cost to get tested. And also if somebody is like, oh, I'm not putting on the condom because i am never been tested, but I'm assuming that I don't have an STI. I'm not saying that that's bad behavior and you should like totally never talk to them again. Just casually mention it and say, you know, a lot of people don't realize they have one and it's not dirty to get one. It's something that happens. It's like catching the flu. Like it's just something that happens because people's bodies touch in different places. You can get something gnarly like athlete's foot from walking in a shower. It's kind of like the same thing. Someone wouldn't be walking around being like, oh, well, I'm not a bad person, so I can't get athlete's foot. Fungal infections, HPV, etc. spread the same exact way from skin to skin contact. And so it's just important to get tested frequently. If someone's making a really big deal out of it or looking down on you for bringing it up, go ahead and have that chat with them because that is something that is very important to chat about. So another red flag that I see pretty often and I'm going to go way more into depth in this one. <laughs> so when somebody does something kinky to you without checking in first. And, you know, obviously if you're in a trusting relationship with someone, no matter what that relationship might be, obviously, you know, there might be things that you've done before and you kind of have this body language like, can I do this? You don't have to maybe always verbalize it. You trust that the other person can say no. What I'm talking about is maybe your new partner randomly just grabbing your neck, not even looking at you to check in if that's okay with you or if those signs are, you know, any signs of resistance, etc. That is a red flag. And this is something also that we've normalized a lot. And I talk about kink all the time and it's really important to teach about safe and harm reduced kink consensual it is really really important to check in with someone and preferably outside of the bedroom first but i know that that's not realistic for a lot of people and that's okay just having some sort of check-in like hey i want to do this thing but it is a red flag if the only time they can open up about it is in the heat of the moment. So like it during sex, like because you have a lot of stuff going on, right? You have adrenaline or peripherine and hormones going through your body. And I genuinely think that it's way safer to check in before you even start. But if that seems awkward to you, at least don't go further than someone's comfort zone in that moment. I actually have done this before where I was kind of like in the heat of the moment. I put someone's hand kind of on my neck, but then I caught myself and I was like, oh, is that okay with you? And 
And she was like, yeah, of course. And she just like kept going. That was the one time that I was like, oof, like I should have probably (laughs) checked in a little bit more. I mean, it was on my body, but still maybe she's not really comfortable with doing that. It's okay if you like make a mistake, just as long as you know how to handle that. And like afterwards I was like, hey, sorry, I probably should have, you know, checked in with you more before doing that. And she was like, no, it's okay. Like we're in an open communication and it's, it's, I trust that, you know, you would have been okay with me saying no and all the stuff. So it was fine. But in hindsight is always 2020, right? People will sometimes jump the gun and do things like slapping, spitting, choking, etc. Those are all kinky behaviors. And I think it's really important to not go from zero to 60 without um, checking in. And even if you get someone's consent, it's like, make sure you're doing that in the right way too. Not like, oh, come on, please, please, please. That is not consensual. (laughs) If you're begging someone to do something, it's not an enthusiastic yes. So, you know, a lot of these behaviors require a check-in beforehand and afterwards. Make sure that they're getting what they need after this new thing that you did. You know, in anyone who thinks that this will ruin the moment, maybe, all right, I'm just going to say you kind of just need to grow up and realize that sex is not like in the movies. It is all kinds of ways. So going off on this, another red flag that's pretty common is when someone gives up when you give them feedback. So what does that mean? So let's say someone is going down on you and you're like, oh, can you go a little to the left? And they're like, oh, all right. Or they're like, well, you don't like what I'm doing. Or they completely just, without saying anything, just stop doing what they're doing and go back to kissing you or something. If someone can't handle a little bit of constructive criticism or just listening to what what you want, that is a sign that they don't really care about you feeling good. It's more about, hey, look what I can do. Look how good I am at pleasing you. For the people that are in this category of people that is kind of a competition, just be mindful that it's you're more likely to get someone off if you're listening to them. I had a guy friend of mine that I'm not really close with anymore for kind of obvious reasons when I talk about this, but he told me, he was like, oh, well, my girlfriend's having a hard time having an orgasm and I try everything and it's like nothing works so why even bother anymore and I was like oh that seems kind of harsh and also I remember he said yeah like if I even mention the orgasm then it goes away so it's so stupid that women's bodies work like that and like you mention having an orgasm because it puts pressure on them and I was like this kind of seems like you don't really care about her getting off you just want to be the person who gets her off. And that's not necessarily centered around her pleasure. It kind of seems like an ego trip for you. So just remember that, you know, it takes two to tango, maybe three or four, (laughs) but it's also important to be a part of that experience with someone. You're not giving them the orgasm. You're it's it's working hand in hand. I talk about this in the 10-day program that giving and receiving are in the same they work together. They're like the yin-yang symbol. There's a little bit in each of them. Even when you're masturbating, you're both the giver and the receiver and when you someone's going down on you, you're receiving their pleasure and you're also giving feedback with your body or with your voice, etc. So It's always good to think about it like we're doing things together and our giving and receiving are intertwining and however visual or anything that helps you get in that zone is it's really important. I think that it's also really a red flag if you ask maybe to switch positions or something and they're like, oh, all right, 
Like, that's not nice. I think also that's kind of the root of it. All of these red flags are things that a lot of the times uh, people dismiss because they don't see sexual behavior as the same, on the same kind of scale as uh, other types of behaviors in the relationship or they get a free pass because it's sex and they don't want to like bring it up because it's awkward. But if someone isn't doing kind things to you without your <laughs> your consent, obviously, like if they, if you want someone to be mean to you, like in a kinky way, whatever, that's not part of this. But if someone's not being kind to you and you are in a vulnerable position, right? You're usually completely naked. You're also doing something that you only do in that instance together you're opening up about your needs and they are not receptive to that, that is a red flag. And I don't even think I need to mention that because it's pretty obvious, but they can be really subtle behaviors like, all right, I mean, I guess, or things like that, or like, sure, you know, just if they're not enthusiastic about it or they're just doing the thing also where their mood, their energy shifts after you're like, oh, can you maybe touch me more with your fingers before you put it in? And they're like, Ugh, fine you know, that's, that's a red flag. <laughs> so I'm going to take a little ad break. I got some stuff in the mail recently from Maud. I'm so excited. I got a massage candle and a little cone. It's called cone and it's the cutest butt plug ever. It's tiny and dainty and adorable. I didn't even know a butt plug could be adorable until I saw this one. And of course, my classic vibe from Maud is always on my nightstand. So you know the drill. Use my code BIRNA10 at checkout with Maud. They are starting to ship international. So that is so exciting. Oh my goodness. Uh, if you have a reshipper, for example, in the EU, if you live in Iceland, go ahead and order from them now because oh, I just am so excited that more people are getting to use this product and all of their products. Everything they make is just so, so good. Their customer service is amazing. I've been a fan of theirs for two years before they reached out to me. So honestly, you know that I love these products. Go ahead and get something super special for yourself to start the new year off right. I will link in the description for this podcast my special link for it, but also you can just use it on their home uh, page, B-I-R-N-A-10, for 10% off at checkout. So going off also on these like kind of personality red flags, <laughs> I don't know if that's the right word for it. This is something that people were asking me to go more in depth about. And this one's kind of tough for me to talk about because I've been in this situation and I know a lot of us have, when, especially when we're younger, because we just honestly don't have the experience to know better. Being also in a in an age where you're just naturally more insecure and more vulnerable is really great for people that are predatory to sink their teeth into. So when someone is only loving or kind to you, not only just like when they want to hook up, but more so they treat you really nice afterwards, kind of like a reward. And that is a red flag. And it's really hard to notice because sometimes you're like, no, it's just aftercare or whatever. But if that's the only time that you are getting 
that warmth, that kindness, that affection, that intimacy from that person, I'm sorry, but it sounds like they're manipulating you. You're kind of like Pavlov's dog in that instance, right? Like, oh, well, if we have sex, then I'll get the affection. I was in a really, really unstable time in my life when I was younger, and I was in a relationship with somebody who I honestly broke my own boundaries in order to get that affection because I was so starved for it. And it's really sad to say, it's pretty embarrassing to admit, but I know there's people out there that have been in that position or maybe are in that position now so and you know I shouldn't be embarrassed about it it's something that happened to me and I learned and I know better now but obviously it's it's really tough to look back on that time where someone was straight up manipulating me by giving me affection and kindness and intimacy only after we had sex and you know it felt good in the moment it felt so good and it just wasn't real and it was a way of uh, manipulating me and I remember after we broke up because I eventually like left that relationship because I was obviously not happy a couple months later I guess they'd been drinking or something and they sent me the longest text I've ever received in my life and I blocked them right after I didn't even respond to it but basically they were saying that they purposefully did this and it's something that really opened my eyes because then I was like, okay, you know, I need to watch out. So I put my guard up for a while and I had my guard a little too much up. I think I built walls instead of kind of protecting my energy. I was more like, oh, no one can come in. I became really avoidant and that's also not good. So you don't want to swing in like the opposite direction completely, right? Right now in my life, I'm happy. I found balance. I can go through my emotions and I can admit when I want attention and affection and I can talk about when I'm not getting those things and why they're frustrating and it's something that has been really hard for me in my life but that's why this is such an important one for me if someone is only treating you with kindness or showing you love either in order to hook up or right after it's something that especially a lot of younger people kind of I don't want to say fall for but fall into a trap right definitely look out for this one because it can be a huge red flag also just in relationships because you don't want to be caught up in it and it can be so confusing and distressing to realize that you're caught in a cycle of these behaviors because a healthy sex life really should not feel like it's the only means of receiving affection or care you are worth those things regardless of if you're having sex with someone or not. So a little bit more open than I usually am, but if you are in that position, this is your sign to get the hell out of there. So another red flag that happens so often for people and they do not notice it right away is when somebody is ridiculing your natural body parts or bodily functions. So I have a whole episode kind of series dedicated to lies about the vagina and I'm having another one coming out soon, which I'm very excited about. But um, this happens a lot, especially for people with vulvas or, I mean, it happens also with people with penises in terms of length or girth and stuff like that. But well, I'll start with the vulva thing. So I cannot tell you how many people have come to me and been like, yeah, like he called me, you know, some like gross name or something or been like, wait, why does it look like that or whatever? And a lot of people will be like, oh, grow up about it. But I say, you know, a lot of people just haven't seen natural body parts always. So it's kind of a shock when they finally see one, which is why comprehensive sex ed is so important. But 
I will get off my soapbox for a little bit, I promise. Um, it doesn't even have to be like ridiculing or mocking. It can also just, oh, that's what it looks like when they finally see it. Not a good sign. And uh, it doesn't happen often for people that someone is like, straight up like says something uh but i mean it does happen and there's tons of people that do not do that so you do not have to put up with that behavior same thing like if someone uh it's kind of a low blow for example if you're having an argument with someone and they're like well at least you know what was the thing i i heard the other day on tiktok like someone ridiculing someone for having a tiny dick or something and they like brought it up at like such a bad time it's a low blow it's something that you can't control and also it's not a bad thing like if you have if your penis is on the smaller side i genuinely believe it's body shaming to be like you know, ridiculing that or something because there's literally nothing wrong with it. I think we're putting so much emphasis on this like big dick thing and it's so dumb because most people, if they see a monster-sized peen, they have no idea what to do with it and they're really bad at handling it. So sometimes I'm like, what do you want? (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm like, it's just ridiculous. So just be mindful also that this is something that's such a sore spot for people and I believe everyone should feel happy and comfortable with their genitals. And if they can't get to that place, at least feel neutral about them. You don't have to look at your vulva in the mirror and be like, wow, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. That's just not realistic for everybody. But you should be able to look at it and be like, yep, that's mine. That's cool. It's right there. So that's how I feel personally. Because I think that if we put this pressure on everyone, having to look a certain way is just such a recipe for disaster. Also with bodily functions. So this is a really big one, like with periods. And it's kind of crazy because when I talk to guys here in Iceland, the majority of them literally have no issue with periods whatsoever and discharge and stuff. They're like, yeah, I mean, it happens. I don't know if it's like a cultural thing. Maybe it's because nudity and bodily functions aren't as sexualized all the time here not saying that they aren't obviously that happens everywhere but in the u.s i know like a lot of my friends especially like when we were younger they were like oh it's so disgusting that they're on their period oh my god like i was how old was i 23 or something i was staying with this guy that i was like kind of seeing and i started my period and i was like hey can you run to the bodega that's literally next door and get me pads And he was like, well, why can't you do it? And I was like, well, I would have to just like wrap toilet paper. Like, I don't really want to do that. And I'm gonna, I have a pretty heavy period. I'm, I don't want to bleed all over. He was like making such a big deal about it. And he was older than me. He was like 26. So I was like, dude, what the fuck? You can't get me pads. And he went and he got them at the end of it. And I was like, I'll give you money. Like, I would just really appreciate it. He went and he got them. And on the way back, his friends, that you know, his roommates, like, were coming in too. And he was acting super bizarre. And he was, like, just so weird about it. And he, like, smuggled them to me. Like, it was like a brick of cocaine or something. And I was like, oh, thanks. And I took them out and I went to the bathroom. And his roommate, I remember, was like, dude, why are you acting so weird? It's just pads. And he turned bright red and he was like so puzzled as to why they weren't weirded out by it. And this guy has sisters. Like, I was like, what is going on with you? But clearly this was something he was super grossed out by, super uncomfortable. And I was like staying over because I was staying like with them for two weeks. And he was like uh, really weirded out. He like made me put a towel down on the bed and sleep like on the edge 
edge and it was so humiliating and I booked a hotel room for me and one of my friends like after that because I was like I'm not putting up with that that's so ridiculous so it happens it happened to me it happens he also was super weirded out by when I was like oh sorry I need to get to the bathroom or something because then he was like just so bizarre about it and yeah it just it happens and it was such a red flag and this person clearly was not at the same level as I was in the comfort with my body and that's just something that wouldn't have meshed well with us so we ended up obviously not dating or anything because there was a lot of other stuff in the relationship but that was kind of a big one that made me be like wow okay if you're not comfortable with something I am comfortable with I mean there's probably a lot more going on that we're not vibing with so other red flags one they hide or lie about their relationship status so gross when people are like yeah we're polyamorous when they're like somewhere and they hook up with someone else and it turns out they were not in an open relationship they were not polyamorous it's just cheating like stop like lying about it that's happened to me someone was like oh we're in an open relationship and I was like oh well that's news to me I did not know we were in an open relationship so it happens um just be wary of it it's really bad because it ruins things for people that actually are in open relationships or swing or in polyamorous stuff because it makes everyone then look shady so stop dragging all these people down just be honest um it's a hard pill to swallow but people um you know need to have those hard conversations if someone is hiding or lying about their relationship relationship status it's probably a sign that they're comfortable lying to you and that's not something that you want to deal with in a relationship another one is they look down on you for having sex with them how many times have we heard this right so many people being like yeah i hit that and now she's a slut for that like what like are you not a slut then too like it's totally a double standard a lot and it's super gendered issue and um, a lot of people in like the circle and in the community for beyond the bedroom, for example, might be like, what? People still act like that? Yes, they do. And it's super weird and backwards, but it's still happening. If you go, for example, like on TikTok and see like any conversation of younger people, but also older people being like, yeah, you know, I've slept with this many people, but like each woman I sleep with, I look down on. I'm like, get your act together. <laughs> it's just super weird. Anyway, another one, they put you down for your fantasies. So this one's also tricky because, you know, maybe your fantasy is something that is harmful for people or something. Like if you fantasize about getting with people that are underage, obviously, you know, that's not something that's okay. And you should, you know, seek help for that. And that there is help for that problem. But I'm talking about like, you know, kinky stuff that's consensual and insane and stuff like that, like being tied up to the bed or you want to role play or something like that. There's one thing to say, oh, you know, I'm not really vibing with that. I don't feel good about that behavior or like, oh, I'm just not into that or something. And there's another thing to be like, what? Oh my God. Like, I would never do that. Are you serious right now? That's not... Uh, very nice, <laughs> uh, to put it plainly. I think there needs to be something, It's there's something to be said for people who can politely say like, oh, I really love that you're into that. That's just not something that I'm into. Instead of, you know, oh, that's disgusting or something. Because a lot of the times you don't actually feel disgusted. It's just like you 
don't you're just not into it so you don't need to put them down for being into it and just talk about it together it's okay and if you put down that person after they opened up and shared something with you chances are they're not going to be comfortable sharing other things with you you know this is kind of a note to the people that do uh put others down for their kinks or their turn-ons or something just be open-minded and just don't be afraid of saying that's not something I'm into, but do you. <laughs> I think it's okay to be in separate lanes also. Just like a side note, not everyone in a relationship needs to be into all of the same things. Like obviously there's things that I'm into that my husband isn't into and there's things that he's probably into that I'm not into. So you know, it's okay to also like keep things to yourself or sometimes I just share something that I'm into and I know that he wouldn't be down for it, but it's just fun to let them know. You know what I mean? So keep the conversation open and flowing and it's okay. Like there's no pressure to do those things. It's just sometimes fun to talk about and fantasies are allowed to stay fantasies. They don't have to enter the real world. It's okay. So another red flag, uh, that's a big one for a lot of people is they put too much pressure on you to orgasm. So earlier in the episode, I talk about when people give up, when you give them feedback, this is kind of the opposite. When someone just won't let it go, uh, or when someone puts a lot of pressure on you, it's similar to that whole, like, I need to be the one to make you come. But this is more like, if you don't come, we had bad sex. So please just have an orgasm already. Not a good vibe. Let's let that go. Not all sex needs to end with an orgasm. Um, sometimes, you know, orgasms are a lot for people. They make people really overstimulated, which is totally normal also. And not everyone's definition of good sex requires an orgasm. So obviously they're great, but you know, not for everyone. So just also keep that in mind. But also the more pressure you put on someone to orgasm, the less likely it is gonna happen and that's true for so many people so just keep that in mind if you are frustrated that someone isn't having an orgasm why don't you say things like this instead you know i see you feel good but i want to make you feel even better what should we do or what did you like the most let me go back to that or just hey can i watch you touch yourself while we kiss or something just put it back put the ball in their court for a little bit and see what happens because most of the time people just need to like relax and then it'll come, <laughs> pun intended, <laughs> you know, sometimes it doesn't and that's okay. Just don't uh, let the whole vibe fall or be like weird about it. Just say, you know, just ask, you know, is this something that is really important to you? Or basically what I'm saying is communication. <laughs> it's just so important. Don't be like, wow, okay, well, I guess since they didn't have an orgasm, it's just over. It's just ruined. It's this black and white thinking about sex that can be really, really harmful to the rest of your sexual relationship. So just keep an open mind and talk about it. So it's no secret that I love CBD products and Foria Wellness Arousal Oil does not leave my nightstand. I love it. And for someone who talks a lot about communication and stuff, this is something that can really get things going. I love it and they make tons and tons of products. It's no secret that I love CBD either because I made a whole episode about cannabis and sex. So this is something that's so great and it just makes everything so much more juicy. I really do think that the CBD market is not just for pain relief but also for these effects of arousal and stimulation and getting your blood moving and pumping. If you're the type of person that wants to try something like an arousal lube 
but doesn't really know where to start or isn't really sure of some of the ingredients in some of those, try things from Foria. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. So you can use my affiliate link. I've been a fan of theirs forever, so you know that I love it. And I'm really happy that uh, you can support the podcast if you shop through my link. So go ahead and check out the description for this episode to get yourself something sweet and juicy. I actually kind of use this more solo. It just makes it a little bit, you know, it gives it another dimension for me. So break up your routine, try Foria Wellness for yourself, and let me know how it feels. And if you live in Iceland, just reach out to me so we can get you the products that you want. So a couple red flags, but like for you to look at. (laughs) So I know I talk a lot about like things to look out for in your partners and stuff like that. But what about feelings that you can't really place if something's going wrong or not, but you want to think about if you are maybe the problem or maybe there's something you're feeling that isn't really normal in a relationship. So let's start by saying if you have to pretend that someone that you're having sex with is someone else, that's a red flag. (laughs) So this is something I hear all the time and it's been normalized also, but someone's like, yeah, I just have to close my eyes and pretend he's a girl. What are you doing having sex with that person? You should be having sex with people that you, you know, obviously want to and, you know, give them the satisfaction also of wanting. And it can be something that can lead to a lot of resentment that they aren't a different person. So just look inwards and think maybe it's a sexuality thing, an identity thing. Maybe it's just you really are not attracted to that person anymore on a sexual level. And what can you do about that? You kind of need to just look within. If you have to close your eyes the whole time and imagine other scenarios also, not necessarily that they might be someone else in the room with you, but you're going through maybe, what do people call it? Oh yeah, your your spank bank. (laughs) Then you you know, need to constantly cycle through images of like porn that you've watched or other people you've hooked up with and you're not focusing on the person you're with. Maybe you need to just take some time on your own away from sex with that person and focus on yourself a little bit more. And sometimes you need to just do more intimacy building with that person. So maybe you just aren't connecting on that level anymore. Whatever it is, it is not a great sign. So look within if that's happening to you. Another one that's similar is if you're bored but don't say anything. But this is kind of in the sex act. So if someone is giving you a hand job and you're like, this is doing nothing for me, but you pretend to like it or you don't say anything at all, that's just as bad as faking it. <laughs> and I know that some people fake it for other reasons and all that stuff, and I'll get into that in a different episode. But if you are just either bored during sex always or just bored with that certain sex act and you don't say anything, just give a little feedback. Uh, It's okay. And if the reason that you're not giving feedback is because you're afraid of backlash, that's something that you two need to talk about as well. So going off on that, you fake moan to please your partner or to convince yourself that you are satisfied. What would it feel like if you came from an authentic place? And I'm not saying that this is always bad. Obviously, there's a time for performing and there's a time for experiencing. So just look into that, though, if you notice that pattern of totally always putting on a show for your partner. What are you missing out on in terms of your authentic pleasure and the experiences that you have in sex? Time to look within a little bit. So the last one, a big red flag. You do it to get it over with. You think of sex as a chore or a requirement. Oh, honey. 
<laughs> I've been there. <laughs> but this is something that I just want to remind you that you don't owe them anything, uh, even if they are making you feel that way. But also, uh, if you feel like, well, we're supposed to have sex four or five times a week, we're supposed to have sex twice a week, we're supposed to have sex once a week, whatever the number is, uh, we're supposed to be doing it three times a month. Is that the number for you? Is that something you want? Is Are you going through a transitional time in your life? Like, whatever it might be. It's okay to take sex off the table for a little bit. You're not going to lose your partner if you open up, you communicate about it, and you tell them what's going on. Sometimes that's also the reason why we're like, oh, like, here we go, is because we're afraid of what will happen if the, our sexual part of our relationship changes, then maybe we have to deal with other things. We have to deal with the emotional stuff that's coming up. If it's starting to feel like a chore, a lot of people are like, oh, switch it up, do this and this and this. But if you are genuinely like in that moment where you're like, well, I guess, you know, here we go, you're missing out, I think, on on some of the more, I'll say deeper aspects of what's going on in your relationship. And I think it's time, it's time for you two to talk about it. So I kind of ended on a, on a heavy note there, but I think it's something that it's a hard pill to swallow, but it's something that a lot of people need to hear. And how many people come to me and they're like, we're not doing it enough. Like, what can we do? And I ask them what their intention is for having sex and why they want to. And if they're listening to their bodies and usually they aren't as self-aware as they might think. So I also recommend like if you want something to focus on your intimate life and not necessarily just the sexual aspects of it, try something like Sensate Focus with your partner. I talk about it like all the time because it's just really good. It breaks a lot of stuff up. It takes sex or penetration or orgasm or whatever you choose off the table. Then you're kind of forced to look at what else is going on in your intimate relationships. So definitely recommend that. So I hope you uh, enjoyed this little red flag episode. Maybe a little homework for you. What is something that is a red flag that you looking back know now that it was a red flag that you see in someone else? And what is something that you might feel uh, needs a little bit of work on your end? A little homework. You don't have to write a whole essay on it, but if you want to talk to your partner about it, if you want to jot it down, just think about it after in silence for a little bit. Whatever you want to do, uh, you can also share it with me on Instagram, by email. Uh, I would love to hear from you. So I'm sending all my love wherever you are, all the way from here in my parents' basement this week in Iceland where I'm sorting clothes to sell. I hope that we keep this conversation going. I might do a red flag part two very soon. 